गुड मॉर्निंग वी आर डूइंग उद्धव गीता द लास्ट मैसेज ऑफ श्री कृष्णा वी आर ऑन चैप्टर फाइव बट द वर्स दैट वी आर बिगिनिंग टुडे इज वर्स ट्वेल्व सो दिस इज उद्धव गीता चैप्टर फाइव वर्स ट्वेल्व द लास्ट मैसेज ऑफ श्री कृष्णा The teacher should be looked upon as the first or lower churning piece, and the student the upper one. Instruction is the piece connecting them, and knowledge is the union that conduces to happiness. I had told you all that uh, I am going to tell you why is the teacher, the spiritual teacher, so very important. now this question has been asked multiple times by people in various forums why is a spiritual teacher important why do you need a guru in your life what is the need for a guru i mean is it important we have so many places you know like you can join some yoga classes you can go to some temples you can do so many things in your life and maybe read books maybe sit in some place in himalayas and get enlightened <laughs> the idea is what is it that gives you enlightenment so if you think that the teacher's value is not there he is not to be considered then you are mistaken because the teacher is extremely important piece in this particular setup why is he such an important piece that is what we are going to discuss today now sri krishna is telling uddhava that he is called the lower churning piece now i will give you an example what is this churning piece uh, have you all seen you know where they grind Huh? the grinder the grinder has got two pieces one at the bottom and one at the top okay now what happens is you put grains from the middle and the bottom piece is fixed the top piece is moved around right even in a flour mill it's the same thing that happens now what is this grinding piece also again another example would be those who have done the you know we have what is called as the sticks that we use for puja purposes you know sandalwood sticks so when we take a sandalwood stick we take a bottom piece and we rub it with little water a lot and then you will get the paste of it something like that krishna is saying that the teacher is like this piece the grinding piece which is fixed there is a top piece which is you the spiritual aspirant now he is supposed to grind go round and round think is supposed to go round and round and what is coming from the middle that is right in the middle there is something happening over there that is called knowledge many a times 
A spiritual teacher is considered by an average human being like any other teacher in this world. They think that what they learnt in school or college or professional courses or wherever or maybe motivational speakers are equivalent to a spiritual teacher or a master. There is a very big difference between the two. Again, what is the difference between a teacher and a master? A teacher is a person who will be talking to you about a subject matter. He is a subject matter person. That means, suppose he is you know, giving you some example, some understanding of a particular subject, he is going to give you that. But a master is a person who has mastered the subject. He is the supreme master of that subject. He might be, forget about PhD, he may be not educated person also. He may not even be educated. But yet the knowledge that he has is a sum total of all the knowledge that is there for that particular subject. Now here we are going to talk about spiritual subjects. And because we are taking up spiritual as the subject, Naturally, we are doing the Uddhav Gita over here, so it is spiritual. So in a spiritual subject, the teacher is extremely important. How does a person start in the spiritual domain was also another question which people have asked me. How does a person start the spiritual world, in the spiritual world? The answer is, when an individual is bitten by the bug, bitten by the bug of spiritual, I want to know God, I want to meet God, I want to see God, these are the subjects, I want to understand Him. Now if this is the re reason why the person gets into spiritual, what is the first step in his life? The first step in his life is he is a very confused being, naturally, understand. He is like a confused person and his job is to find the teacher, right? But how do you find a teacher? There are so many people who will say, I am a teacher, I am a teacher, I am a teacher. And yet, they may not be the teachers. Start from the basics. Always start from the basics. Can you take up some scripture or book? Start from there. You are not an advanced student, so don't start on Upanishads. You know, people have this great habit of starting on Upanishads and all the great subjects. Don't go there. You are a kid. Why don't you start with stories? And stories are important. You should first start reading the stories. How many saints are there? How many people are there in this world who are on the spiritual path? Read their stories. See, a children in this world, they love stories, isn't it? So you are a kid here. So start with stories. Whenever somebody comes to me asking me this question, Guruji, what should I do? The first thing that I say to them is, Take up a storybook. Read about the saint or the sages. If you want to know more, why don't you take up a storybook of a sage? There is Sai Baba, there is Ramakrishna Paramahansa, there is Ramana Maharishi, uh, there is Tukaram Maharaj, there is Mirabai. 
and those who are interested in any other subject like say for example they may be thinking in terms of buddhism why don't you take up the stories of buddha you know buddha buddha's past life and current life stories were written during that time so why don't you read them read the saints like naropati lopa padmasambhava why don't you read them these are stories they are available on the internet they are available as books also read them get some understanding of the subject if you are interested in christianity there are so many christian saints and teachers in this world go read about them so that is the first step read you can read them on the internet you can yes today you have the provision of watching youtube videos also you can go and watch youtube videos you can go and watch a movie about the saint the sage the teacher whoever he might be you might be jesus christ also why don't you go and see that krishna is also a teacher suppose you want to go and see the mahabharata serial or krishna's stories go and see them does not matter the next step is to study the spiritual text deeply step by step first one is the stories second simple spiritual text they have got certain meanings some people have given those answers what does this particular book mean or say so read those things say for example the bhagavad gita or the bible somebody has given some explanations on there why don't you go and read that today again like i said we have the provision of seeing videos online there are so many teachers on spirituality who are giving lessons online they talk about these subjects go and see those videos also don't don't just see one video see multiple you can go then on a spiritual journey spiritual journey is you can go to temples and places of worship and places where you believe spirituality resides if you have any near and dear person say your father mother or some uncle aunt or somebody in your life who has got a certain spiritual leaning why don't you go and talk to that person these are certain methodologies which i am talking about by means of getting into spirituality how do you find a teacher <laughs> this is the question how do you find a teacher there are so many teachers isn't it but spiritual masters that's a rarity spiritual masters are absolutely rare which you will read over here in the uddhav gita krishna himself will tell you the answer so first how do you find this spiritual guru or the master there are so many teachers who keep on teaching about subjects go and listen to them go and try to meet them go and see take a visit to their ashram or the place where they teach go go there find out how they do it yesterday i suddenly came across a channel which is called harvard divinity school 
I mean, it must be Harvard Divinity College or school, I don't know. It is Harvard Divinity School or something like that. It was inaugurated by Sarvapalli Radhakrishnan in the year 1960, 60, 1960. Yes, Radhakrishnan was the president, no, of India. Imagine he has gone and inaugurated this school in Harvard. I was shocked. I did not even know about this place. And I saw that there are lots of teachers over there who teach on spirituality, on Hinduism. Subjects, are different, different subjects are there. They teach on that subject. And it was very surprising. Then, when I was seeing a video over there, suddenly YouTube throws me another channel. And this is about Hinduism today. And there, oh my God. It belongs to Oxford University. Oxford University has a department on divinity, on spiritualism. I did not know these things. So you will find that most of these big universities seem to have this kind of a thing. Not necessary that you go to some gurus. Why don't you go and join the school if you want to? Maybe you will learn about, you know, different, different kinds of things. Then I was listening to a person. Now she came from Shinmaya Mission. So Chinmaya Mission has a Vedantic school. You can go there. I don't know whether how you will get the admission and all that, but of course you can go there and ask them whether you, they will give you admission. Of, and yes, of course, Harvard Divinity School. How many of you would like to go there? So many people will say, I also want to go there. Please go. That will give you some knowledge and understanding about the subject. Have you still found your guru? No way. You may find a teacher over there who is going to teach you about Hinduism. Doesn't mean that you're going to find a guru. Guru is a rarity, like I said. So you keep on going and trying to find whether you, where your heart starts singing, you know, it starts going bumpity bump. When you meet this spiritual master, while you're on your journey, Somewhere in your life, you will then come to know, yes, I am in love. You see, the whole point of being in love is exactly like this. You know, in the, all these places, I see these serials where the hero is looking for a girlfriend and he goes on dates. He has got all those apps, so he keeps on looking for, oh, will I find my girlfriend? Okay. <laughs> and... One day, he finds the girl that he loves. Then what happens? When you fall in love, do you know exactly what happens? Nobody can say what happens, you know. You see all pink and all those beautiful colors and you get up in the morning, you like that. Alright. And your heart starts to sing and dance and all those. So when you meet your master, this is what happens. You get connected immediately. The why's and the wherefores you will not understand. Forget about the why's, wherefores, how this happened, how that happened, no idea. So maybe on your spiritual quest, somewhere in your path, you will meet this person of your dream. Alright? So when you meet the person of your dream, you can say, yes, I have met my spiritual master. Now, there are lots of people whose heart goes bumpity bump the moment they go for some classes. Okay. Please understand something. It is like joining a yoga class. 
you see some beautiful girls over there be- handsome dudes over there and you feel that oh i have fallen in love with some xyz it's that is also called infatuation okay you seem to fall in love with every second person it's nothing like that <laughs> then you know very well that you cannot even get their telephone number or their date or something like that that have also happened anyway coming back to the subject you will feel that that there are some teachers whom you correlate to you see if you if you have fallen in love with a person isn't it important that you get to meet the person 100 times interact with that person interaction with the person is so very important and one on one interaction imagine there are 10 people in the room and you are one of the person who is interacting or there are thousand students and you are one student among that what interaction are you going to have with your spiritual master zero interaction please understand one thing there is no interaction with the spiritual master there is nothing that you are going to learn and he is not your spiritual master when you are meeting with thousands of people it is not called spirituality at all it is just like a general meeting remember ramkrishna paramahansa and vivekananda the heart went out of both of both of them you know ramkrishna paramahansa said where is vivekananda where is narendra where is narendra and narendra he did not know why he was going and meeting him constantly but later on he understood oh one more thing i, I learned over there when i was watching this video the person who recommended vivekananda to talk in that world religion that particular place where he spoke sisters and brothers of america you know the way he started his speech he was recommended by a harvard professor from this particular place this professor recommended and said please allow this person to speak so and then later on in life vivekananda went to harvard and spoke over there also after he spoke in the world religion that thing and he went and spoke over there this is something which i learned yesterday i did not know about this coming back to this perfect spiritual teacher master you need to have a one on one session with him it cannot be that you are meeting once in a while it cannot be that you are taking instructions say once okay i am meeting for a satsang during the course of the week it's a general satsang no your job is to ensure that you get your one on one if you think this is your spiritual master it is extremely important that you get a one on one on a very very regular basis these are the requirements now the next thing that is important is why is it important to be with him why is it important to be with this churning piece the lower churning piece the reason is you have to be disciplined remember when you are in the army or the navy or the defense have you not known that discipline is the first basis of being there 
You know that. You get up in the morning, you dress up, you take your bath or whatever, do your exercise, go for a run, blah, 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 all those things, isn't that? And the person who is going to tell you all these things is your drill sergeant, whoever he might be. Same way, think like your spiritual master is like that. You got to get up in the morning at 4 a.m. I have people who don't even get up till 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock. And they say that they are very great students of mine. I really wonder. And then they will give me an understanding. I went to sleep at 1 o'clock in the night. That is not the criteria. Please understand one thing. The reason why you stay with your spiritual master is because you learn not to give reasons. I went to sleep at 1 o'clock. That is why I can't get up. You know, I was working till late in the night. What? Nobody has asked you to work till late in the night. If you are in the material world, I don't think you can ever be with your spiritual master. You can just have a casual talk with him, you know, once in a while. No, if you really are keen on spirituality, this is what Krishna is talking about. To be in spirituality, you have to be with him, learn everything. So getting up in the morning is extremely important, number one. Number two, getting ready for the day. It's an activity. It's activity based. Activity based in terms of say meditation, in terms of satsanga, in terms of uh, seva, sadhana. All these kind of things are a part and parcel of it. We will be putting up videos in the future where I will show you how people work in the ashram. When I recently went to an ashram, I saw a very pretty, very, very beautiful young woman, half my size, thin. And she was tending to at least 50 cows. You know, India is not like America or, or uh, Europe, where the cows are in a very, very perfect condition. No, this place is like what we call as a gotha, cow shed. And a cow shed where the whole place is a mess. And this lady who was, you know, dressed in pristine white, complete bald, pristine white, and she was so lovingly tending to the cows. That is a part of seva. You can work in the kitchen if you wish to. Doesn't matter. If there are gardens, work in the gardens. If you are a person who takes care of writing, please write. If you are an editor, I met the editor. Also, when I had gone to this ashram. This editor lady has now become a swamini. She has become a sadhvi over there. Her job is to edit. And she starts her day at 4 a.m. in the morning. And she does yoga, sana and all those things that are needed. She teaches all these things. Plus, she attends to her activity. And then she's also the liaison officer. Can you see so many things? People today feel that they are doing some favor. No, there is no favor over here. It is collective activity. An ashram is a place where everybody puts in their effort. And nobody is going to tell you what you are supposed to do. You are supposed to find your own job. 
The guru is not going to say, okay, go into the cow shed. He's not going to say that. You got to keep yourself busy the whole day involved in these activities. Yes, there is a time to yourself also. Maybe an hour or two. But that is it. So, when somebody comes to me and tells me that I would like to be this person, are you ready for it? You have to think about it. So, spirituality is not a joke. It is not a casual meeting once in a while. It is not about coming for Guru Purnima. No, it is not about coming for a Guru Purnima. It is a 24 bar 7. And this is the only way in which there is going to be a transference of knowledge. You got to rub these two pieces, the upper and the down piece, constantly. Then only churning happens. So, verse 12 says, the Uddhav Gita, the teacher should be looked upon as the first or the lower churning piece and the student the upper one. Instruction is the piece connecting them. What is connecting them is called instructions. Instructions of the Guru are very, very important. See, the Guru gives a very, very subtle instruction. I have had people who join my satsangs. I have told them very clearly. They have a one-on-one -on -one with me. And I tell them very clearly, please do this job. And their ego comes in the way. And the ego says, I will do it tomorrow. I will do it day after tomorrow. This is not how things are done. You have to do your job right there and then. If you are instructed to give a certain thing, the output, that output has to be given at a specific time, not day after tomorrow. Actually, can you imagine my videos, which I am doing today, are getting put up at the end of the month. So, if you think that that is how it has to be done, there is some mistake over there. They have to be instructed. There is an instruction. Edit them, put them up or something like that. Or there is an instruction that today so many people are going to come. We have to make food for so many people. It has to be followed. It cannot be done after 10 days, isn't it? If there is a particular function that is going to happen tomorrow, the instruction has to be followed. The ego is such a big thing that a person gets into, why should I do it? It is not my job. Everything is your job. You are not some great person in this world. You are not some king or queen that you can say that this is not my job. Everything is everybody's job and it has to be done in harmony. There is no boss around over here. There is only one boss in an ashram and that is called the spiritual master. Okay, so instructions, what instructions are being given is the peace in between. And knowledge is the union that conduces to happiness. What conduces to happiness is called knowledge. What happiness are we talking about? The happiness that we are speaking about is not material worldly at all. It is not the happiness which a husband and wife feel or the child or the mother feels. No, it is not the the happiness which a child feels when he eats an ice cream or some candy. No. This happiness is eternal. It is like a permanent thing. It is not one day. It's a permanent thing. 
the important part of the instruction is to follow it to the T. Not half-heartedly. It has to be done clearly. We are moving to the next verse now. Uddhav Gita chapter 5 verse 13, the last message of Sri Krishna. That highly refined wisdom which comes to or of a competent person removes the delusion which is the product of the gunas and completely burning the gunas of which this universe consists is itself extinguished also like fire without fuel. A little, the verse is slightly difficult to understand. So let me just make it clear to you. This knowledge that we spoke of, this knowledge is very, very important. Now, this knowledge which the competent person gives, a spiritual master is the competent person. He is not like a college teacher or like I explained to you, he is not a school teacher or a college teacher or some kind of a person who is giving you some instructions. No. He is a spiritual master. He is a competent person. You should understand this first and foremost. I have given you an idea of how to find him. Now after you have found him, the competent person, what does he do? He gives knowledge, which is wisdom. You know, he is a wise person. He gives wisdom to you. Now when a wisdom is there, is being transferred to you, the general outcome of this is today I don't feel like it. Now, these are certain things which I have experienced in my world where people come and talk to me like this. I am not up to the mark. I am not up to my mark. I am not in a capable. I am sick. I have got cold. I have got fever. I have got this problem. got that problem. I am trying to find solution to XYZ issue in my brain then please understand you are not with your guru or your master at all. If your brain or your mind is giving you instructions, then you are never with your spiritual master. There is nobody for you. Then he is not even your spiritual master. If you think that you have something which is far more greater or important, then he is not your spiritual master. The spiritual master's wisdom or the knowledge which he transfers to you is to remove the delusions. First delusion is called the mind. The mind is telling you nonsensical stuff. It is telling you, you are not capable. You have a problem. You have these issues. First you need to solve the issues. I cannot get up because I am tired. Why are you tired? Can you say the same thing in army? If you are in the army today, can you tell your drill master or whoever it might be, I am tired, that is why I can't get up. Can you say that? You will be out of the army. Isn't it? You cannot disobey. In the spiritual world also, if you are given a certain call or an instruction by your master, you have to follow it perfectly. And if you think that there is something which is hindering you to follow, it is called ego. E-G-O. Something that tells you, oh, he is telling me to do this. 
then it is called ego. Knowledge will never get transferred. Wisdom will never come to you. If some person thinks this way, believes that I am hurt, I am upset, I am angry, why should he tell me this? There are other people in the world, I cannot do this. This is not my job. All these things which come are called ego. Do you think that competent person doesn't know or understand? He is a competent person, isn't it? He is a spiritual master. So, if you say these kind of things to him, understand one thing, you may not be in spiritual. You are a material worldly person. These gunas are acting with you. If you cannot get up in the morning and attend a satsang, at the right time, please understand the gunas are acting within you. Tamas. You are lazy. I went to sleep at 1 o'clock. How can I get up for a 6.30 satsang? In spirituality or if you really want to become somebody big, you know very well, you know it very well that you got to be very punctual and disciplined in your approach. Now let us say we have a person over here who is attending the satsang. Now if there is, now you might have wrapped up a shooting at 12 o'clock in the night and reached your home at 1 o'clock in the night. And if your call time, that means your next shooting is at 7 a.m. in the morning, isn't it important that you have to be on the set at 6 a.m.? Or will you tell your director, I am very tired, you know, last night I had the shoot. Do you think this is what you will say? No. If you think you have to attend that shoot at 6, 7 a.m. in the morning, you have to be on the set at 6 a.m. I'm just giving an example. Pradeep will tell you how important it is to attend this kind of shoots. Exactly the same way where you will understand that if you have a meeting at 9 a.m. in the morning and if you are working till 4 a.m. in the morning, you better attend it. You can't say, oh, I was so tired, I couldn't attend. I was working till 4 a.m. in the morning. You cannot say that. If you have an exam, do you think you will attend? Yes. Why are you not giving BS reasons over there? You have to give no such reasons. Attending, attendance is important and you got to be there. So, this churning piece, these gunas which are pulling you down, you have to overcome them. His job is to teach you. With this knowledge, you will burn your gunas. Burning these gunas. And completely burning these gunas of which the universe consists of. So this instruction of the master will help you overcome your difficulties if you follow them perfectly without giving reasons. See, it is like this. Sometimes, sometimes people take advantage of a situation. The advantage is if you know the master 
intimately. Okay? Then they think that they can take advantage of the situation. Where I visited recently, there are lots of the relatives of the master over there. Just because they are related to the master doesn't mean that they can take advantage of the situation. If they want to progress in their spiritual path, they cannot tell that I am the you know, nephew of the master, I am the brother of the master. No, there is no brother, nephew, nothing. There are no relationships, please understand in spirituality. If you think that there is a relationship, you are mistaken. There are no relationships. There is only master and there is only disciple. Master, disciple, devotee. Master, disciple, devotee. There is no relatives over here. Got it? So, if you want to overcome these gunas, the instructions have to be followed to the T, removing these delusions. The master removes the delusions. The delusions where the guna says, Oh, he is like this. Oh, he is like that. He is my this one. He is my that one. These are called delusions. And you need to remove these delusions from your life. If you do not remove them, your spiritual development is not going to happen. People think that, oh, I am a part of the inner coterie. I will get all the benefits. Sorry. I am sure you know, even in this definitive world, the king is there and after the king, there are lots of relatives of his and there may be somebody in life who may be succeeding the king. But it never happens like that. Never does it happen like that. The succession follows exactly the way God has planned. So never take this into consideration that you are known to him, you are some relative of his, you are some XYZ, you are this or you are that. No, spiritual knowledge has to be perfect. So following the instruction like any other average disciple or a devotee is very, very important. So this universe of this universe consists is itself extinguished also like fire without fuel. The knowledge which the master gives to the disciple or the devotee. The knowledge. The knowledge converts itself into wisdom. And the wisdom will only come to a person if they are following everything to the T. No concessions whatsoever. If you take even a concession you know how easy it is to ask for concessions. When you ask for concessions, you are failing. There should be no concessions whatsoever. You can't go and tell the master, you know, today I was uh, not feeling well, that is why I couldn't attend. Today I couldn't take bath because I have not had head bath and I want to take a head bath. Is that the reason why you can not attend and with, you know, cleanliness. Shauch, last week I was discussing about the two things. Right? Yamas, niyamas, isn't it? These are the first two rules of spirituality. If you are going to make concessions on a very, very regular basis, you are a useless person. You are never going to succeed in your spiritual life at all. Then please understand something. If you are going to ask some concession from your teacher, 
spiritual teacher, where is the progress going to ever happen? There is no progress, no progress and no special, no partiality. There is no partiality. Everybody is at the same level. Okay? Just because you get to sit at the feet of the Guru doesn't mean that you have, you are going to reach heaven first. No way. No way. No way. In this spiritual domain, there is nobody judging you. Please understand, nobody is judging you. You are your own judge because what we have to reach is called self-realization. Self-realization is the domain, is the place, is the final place where we all have to go. Now in self-realization, is it about somebody else judging you or is it about you judging yourself? It is about your own judgment. You have to become self-realized. There was a question which was asked today. What is the difference between enlightenment, self-realization and liberation? Three things. Enlightenment. Enlightenment means when the bulb glows. <gasps> Ding! Like that. You know, they have shown in these comic books, when the bulb glows. Enlightenment means the knowledge becomes perfect. Self-realization. Self-realization means knowing that you have reached the state of enlightenment. You understand you are enlightened. You understand all the knowledge in the world. There isn't anything in this world, spiritual world, which you don't know about. You know. So that is called self-realization. The third one is called liberation. What a liberated person does is he takes knowledge, he takes ignorance and chucks both this. He doesn't take anything at all. He roams around in this world completely free. There is nothing which can bind a person there. Now these are the three words that are very very important and you have to reach this destination. Destination number one, the first destination is called complete knowledge. It is because you do not have complete knowledge that you ask for concessions. Never ask for concessions, you are never going to get the knowledge. No knowledge will come to you if you make some concessions to yourself, number one. That is why sadhana is important. Sadhana means continuous practice. Practice, 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 practice. Can you say that today I am tired so I will not do meditation? No, you cannot say that. Can you say that when I say, you know, you should go to the gym on a regular basis? No, today is one day holiday. God has made Sunday as a holiday so I will not go. Have you got instructions for your, from your master not to go? Has he said, don't go today? No, then you better go. Has he said that you are not supposed to do something? No, then you better do that thing. Do you get the point? There are no holidays in spirituality. There is no Saturday, Sunday holiday or, you know, oh, one, one day weekly off. There is nothing like that. You got to be on your toes constantly. Spiritual development. 
So second one, realization, knowing fully well that you are realized, I am it, I am that. That knowledge is called spiritual perfection, which means you have reached self-realization. Third one, liberation. Liberation is just like Buddha or the Tatre. What does Buddha do? Buddha cannot be bound by this universe. He became Buddha, Nirvana. He got liberated. He got Mukti. My master is also liberated, but he lives in this world. He roams around. He is not bothered about where he eats, what he drinks, nothing, nothing, nothing. He is not concerned with any of these things. Liberation means he is not bound by anything. Neither by knowledge, nor by ignorance, nor by clothes, nor by no clothes. Whether he wears clothes or he doesn't wear clothes, that is not important. Whether he eats or doesn't eat is not important. Our average human being, I have not eaten. You think your liberation is going to be there? No way. Now what happens to the person who does this kind of, you know, reason giving? They are trapped in the world of birth and death. So they will have multiple rebirths. Not necessarily that they will have human rebirth. They will end up becoming anything that is there. So we have come till verse 13 today. Tomorrow we will do verse number 14, 15 onwards. So I will stop over here and I will see you all tomorrow. Take care. Have a very nice day.